So, last time, our intrepid heroes entered the Winter Court, found out that it was being used, or at least the grounds around the palace were being used as a sort of triage slash refugee camp for all of the humans and fae who had evacuated from Earth post-activation of the worm. And they found the queen, they got access to the center, they got the signet ring, which will store the permission of all of the court royals and the sultans to let them get a hold of the watch. And then they did some just kind of centering themselves in the winter court. Steiner hung out with his lab friends. Roxanne was a nurse for a few hours. And Grant had an extended conversation with the Queen about how fucked he may or may not be. And uh, towards the tail end of this, they found out that the kings of spring and fall were placed in the wrong court and now that Adel's dead they're both kind of having high key long-term emotional breakdowns because there's nobody who can put them in the right place anymore so our squad thought hey maybe we can come up with, so with a solution to this let's go talk to Notcher and brainstorm and they did for a while. Some ideas were thought up. And then Steiner recalling the existence of the puzzle box that Victor brought him months and months ago. Got them talking about Gregory. At which point Nacha revealed, Hey, maybe go check the fall court. You had two fall fay there. They probably wanted to go back to their place instead of winter, actually. So Steiner was like, okay, all right, everybody, we're going to fall. We're going to fall, right? We are going to fall, right? And everybody yeah, was, was like, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> uh-huh. So, Roxanne, where were you aiming in your teleportation to the fall court? Uh, the entrance, probably, or at least, like, nearby the entrance. I figure it's only right to come in the proper way. Okay. Just curious. Your initial appearance in the fall court has the same kind of feel to it that it does in the winter court. Nothing feels quite right. Although in contrast to the winter court where everything was kind of buzzy and just felt a little bit askew the fall court feels it it makes you anxious to be here now even as you just teleport into the empty greeting square again there's no greeter here but you pop in and everything just kind of feels wrong there's loud crashing coming from somewhere beyond uh, 
all the tall hedges that you are surrounded by. What do you do? I'd like to read a bad situation, I think. It seems pretty pertinent. Kachow, that's sharp. Bazinga, that's sharp. That's not sharp. Oh. Anyway, that's a 13. That's exceedingly sharp. I have advanced read of that situation. He looks more pointy, I think. Alright, so you can ask me three questions, and they can be just about anything, so long as they would be things you could reasonably ascertain from your current position. Uh, well, I mean, even if it involves going forward a bit, I would like to ask, what the fuck is going on here? Okay. What's the deal? <laughs> well, the information that you can get immediately is that the crashing that's going on sounds like large trees being snapped and or tipped over. And then as you sort of creep out of the greeting square and into more of a court proper, you can see that in very stark contrast to the sort of ambient autumn colors that pervade the entire court, there are bright green, fresh trees just spontaneously sprouting from everything, the ground, other trees, and they are growing so fast and violently, and their makeup is so powerful that they are just smashing through anything that gets in the way of their growth. I think I get what's going on here. Yeah, I think this probably isn't ideal, no. Um, remind me again, so we are in fall, and fall is the king that is very, like, um, the, the, the rational big boy one, correct? So, the king of spring is the one who likes to solve everything with rational discourse. Okay, right, no, I have that backwards. Fall is the one that we don't know too super well. Yeah, all you really know about Fall is that he always seems to be a very low-energy guy. He's always, like, slumped real low in his chair, and it's not that he's exactly unresponsive, but, I mean, you haven't really gotten much interaction out of him. Like, really the only time you had extended interaction with him is when you uh, came here to pick up Damaral and Amalia. And, like, the king came to life at the sight of Damaral, but you hadn't really seen him at all before then. Ah, okay. So there's one of two things going on here by my reckoning, then. It's either this is a result of the King of Fall being very, very upset and this is part of his, like, true nature kind of thing, being the man who was supposed to be the King of Spring rather than the King of Fall. Or this is Spring fucking with Fall because they can't stand each other due to their situation. Oh, you still got two more questions. 
Um, and they are holds, so you can hold on to them for now if you want. I mean, it doesn't seem like everything is currently breaking down into complete chaos. So I think I'm actually going to hold these right now, unless somebody else has something specifically they'd like to ask. Like, like they can think of that I should ask, considering I am reading a bad situation. Actually, you know, I'm just going to read one of the generic ones. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed yet? Well, aside from the fact that this place might be something of a minefield, due to the fact that a new piece of huge, violent plant life may suddenly sprout under your feet. Um, no, it's actually kind of quiet. Like, it's weirdly quiet. Like, fall in the one or two times you've ever been here previously. No, you did come here once before when you went to the workshop to first meet Qualia talking about getting the forge together to create the knives. So you have been here once besides getting your two rescuees, but but uh, even though this place has always been kind of like low energy and peaceful, there's always still been the kind of like buzz of life, of presence to it life that is going to sleep but still awake now this place is like dead silent like it's been evacuated <clears throat> so no there probably isn't anything or anyone here to threaten you besides the immediately obvious stuff alright I just turn back the other two and I say Things look like they're not going super great. I think there might be something weird going on here, but I don't think we're in any danger. You want to just like, should we just walk up and ask somebody if they've seen presumably a metal man and a minotaur, a minotaur and a straw person? Yeah, might as well. Being any better plans, yes. Yeah, I mean, this is your this is your thing, Steiner. Uh, however, you want to handle this. We'll just head into the the town, I guess. See what that looks like. Okay. Well, the town surrounding the palace is as I described it. It seems to be empty of people, and there's just large, bright spring green and other plant life erupting seemingly without rhyme or reason from any surface. So the the palaces of the courts match each other along enemy lines. The winter and summer courts palaces are these like obviously artificially made they're hewn from stone of various varieties and they have a kind of outdoor build to the throne room whereas spring and fall are both nestled into titanic trees and they are fully enclosed so there's like no doors or anything on the castle. They've been just like closed up. Is that what I'm under? Is that? Oh, 
No, no, by fully enclosed, I mean like they are properly indoors. Like there's still the entryway to the palace. It's partially obstructed, but it hasn't been like sealed off. Right, I guess we can just like squeeze our way in and it's just like no sign of life, anything. I mean, outside of plant life. And outside of again, people. Like, like I said, it seems like all the people who lived here, at least up here on the surface, you know that the workshop where Martin and Qualia spend all their time is beneath the palace. Seems like a second best place to look. Let's squeeze our way in. We should probably, like, make ourselves known to the king if he's in the throne room before we go poking around downstairs. If we see anybody at all, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can... I could try and just take us... I, th- I feel like I know Gregory well enough. I could try taking us to Gregory, but I don't know if that would work out super well. I say we just take the long way. I don't want to violate any court laws by accident and make our situation worse. Alright, got it. Let's, uh... Well, let's see if the king is holding court, at the very least. Alright, if you guys are gonna go in through the front, I need everybody to roll me Act Under Pressure. Awesome. Cool. Yes, you do roll cool. Except I rolled a six, holy shit. Woof. Nine. Hmm. A six, an eleven, and a nine. Well, technically, I think that's a ten. Yes, it would be. This definitely involves moving your body. Okay, so we have a full success, a partial success, and a failure. How do I want to do this? (laughs) Roxanne is kidnapped by a tree that erupts from beneath her feet. (laughs) I mean, you joke, but... I mean, actually, do I have a plus one, considering uh, I did read a bad situation? Yes, that would be a thing that still applies. So I guess I have a partial success as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be clear, what you guys are trying to do is evade the plant life that is exploding up all around you as you try to cross the distance to the palace and get inside. Walked onto a minefield, apparently. Yeah. Except the mines don't exist until the moment they explode. So, Grant and Roxanne, neither of you are hurt, but you are, like, spontaneously ensnared in a tree covered in thick ivy. It explodes out from the ground under your feet. The branches twist around you, and then the ivy seems to grow out of the bark and wraps around you a second time, so you are double encased. And then the tree goes up and up and up, and you can't see it because you're quite enclosed. But, Steiner, you can tell that they're like 40 feet up by the time the tree stops growing. 
I know this is a stupid solution, but can I just teleport back to Steiner? <laughs> that is always the problem with having these kinds of obstacles thrown in front of the teleporter. But, yes, you may enact this stupid solution. Am I able to move at all? Not without you giving me some kind of roll. Okay, uh... I can try to overpower the tree with tough. Sure. You're first having to overpower the ivy. Well, yeah. Hey, I got a 10. You do it. Very good. I just basically want to grab my knife and start cutting my way out. I'm going to make sure that I am in place to catch Grant if he falls. Grant, you can, you can roll Act Under Pressure to cut your way out of your wooden prison, and you can give yourself a plus one because your knives have the armor-piercing tag. I also get a 10 on that one. Nice. So, with a full success, I will say that there is no, like, Looney Tunes moment where you cut the floor out from under you and you immediately plummet. You are able to <laughs> cut a grant-sized hole in the side of the tree. You can like stick your head out and survey and realize, oh, I'm like 40 feet up. Huh. Okay. I've never been good at climbing trees. Roxanne turns to Steiner because she can't hear him and goes, he's never been very good at climbing trees. <laughs> well, what about falling? Can't. Like, unless Roxanne just wants to, like, teleport to me and then grab me and teleport back down. That feels like it would be exceedingly hard to do without me just falling 40 feet out of the air. I wanted to try. <laughs> I think Grant would have to catch Roxanne as she teleports to Grant. So what I'm what I'm gonna do, this is gonna be a team effort. The both of you are going to roll me act under pressure and we are going to take the average of your two rolls. Would you say that I am charging into immediate danger without hedging my bets? <laughs> you could fall from 40 feet or cause your brother to fall from 40 feet if you fuck this up and it's not like you've set a parachute out so I'll allow it. Okay, cool, cool. I got a 9. I got a 10. I'm willing to round up on a 9.5. I was gonna say otherwise I could, uh... Ah, uh, no, I can't, I can't give I can't give Colin the plus 2. Well, you could have upped your own to by plus 2 and... That would make the average go up higher. What's the average of 9 and 14? <laughs> it's higher fine. than 10. It's, it's fine. That's, that's 23 over 2, which is more than 10. It's 11 and a half. Yeah, no, I'm willing to round up on a 9.5. Roxanne, you, like, bip up to him. The two of you throw your arms out at each other grab while Roxanne, like, gravity is starting to grab you and pull you down again. And then you jump the two of you back down to ground level. There's a little bit of a moment where you, Roxanne, like, gravity is still grabbing you even though both your feet are on the ground, and so you, like, 
jerk down and you take Grant with you and you both almost eat a little bit of shit, but you're fine. You're fine. Just a little embarrassed. It's like a fucking elevator stopping way too hard. Yes. Yes. And it's not like there's anyone here but your good, good, wonderful friend, Edwin Steiner, to see it happen. So you've no reason to be embarrassed. I look at Steiner and I say, if anyone asks, we did that way cooler. That was really silly. Let's get going. Ben, for making a Bob Wilson spike joke, just for you. That really puts the field in minefield, eh, Steiner? Eh? Eh? It's not a little bit of show. Let's, let's, let's go find the king. <laughs> so that little bit of tomfoolery puts you right up in front of the entrance to the Fall Palace. And you can creep your way through the halls and I forget which one of you, I'm pretty sure it was Steiner who previously went down into the workshop you might have been the only one who ever like walked the route there so there's the point where like the hallway diverges and one way will take you to the throne room and the other will take you to the grand elevator down to the workshop. Right. So that way is to the throne and that way is to the workshop. And as much as I just want to run to the workshop right now, Grant Harrison should not be left alone with loyalty. Yeah. Especially one in an unstable state. Also, we should probably like, make ourselves known because it's like the polite thing to do. Nobody's exactly announced our presence, so... Alright. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. You all can stay on the route to the throne room. And when you get there, it is empty except for the King of Spring, who is out of his chair pacing a groove into the circumference of the room. There's a lot of energy to his steps. His hands are in his hair when they're not wildly gesticulating about, and for the two of you that are able to feel magic, you can feel that he is just throwing out gouts of power into the world around him. And he seems to be, like, oscillating sinusoidally between muttering angrily to himself and just full-on screaming at nobody in Fay. I mean, Grant does the traditional bow and says, Hello, my king! Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna also curtsy. Uh, I'll go ahead and just straight up kneel. Yeah, like, when I oh, say traditional yeah, yeah, bow, yeah. I, I meant, like, if it's a bow, then fine. If kneeling is the traditional thing, then do that. But, like, whatever the appropriate thing to do is, that's what Grant is doing. 
And uh, let me ask you, because he is, like, stalking around the circumference of the room, do you wait until he's, like, at the farthest point from you guys before you announce yourselves, or do you just do it the second you walk in? I would probably do it the second I walk in, just because I don't want him to, like, be like, how long have you been been there? And we have to be like, uh... I was gonna say before... Colin spoke up that I was just gonna like knock on the walls to announce, hey, somebody's here. Alright, well let's since we're leaving it to chance, you're just walking in and immediately announcing yourself, let's He's pretty close to you. This sounds bad. <laughs> so, Grant, the second you speak up to announce yourself, you know, he's his face has been, like, either pointed at the floor or at the ceiling or just some sort of, like, nebulous point in the room, but the sound of your voice just laser locks his head directly onto the three of you. And there's a slight pause, and then he points at the three of you, and in English, common, however this fucking works, he starts stalking directly at the three of you, and you three... Of course it was you three. What was I thinking? Giving the three of you the key like that. Blinded by you bringing him back to me, and now I'm stuck like this for eternity. You three killed him, and I am here until this plane dies, and he is just getting closer and closer. And Roxanne and Steiner, you can feel like power building up on him, like he is going to slam something into you. There's a possibility of fixing this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before this goes, before any of this goes any farther, Steiner, I need to manipulate someone to slow him down at all. That's a seven. Seven. Okay. There is like the slightest hiccup in his step before he is still like stalking towards you. He's down a little bit from where he was. His hands are still in the like, I'm going to wring your collective throats position. But as he is getting closer and closer, you have moments to explain yourselves. Now plan together and empty to effectively swap your places. You need to listen to us. This is another manipulate someone, probably? No, this is you need to keep talking. You talk to the fifth child. They can't, they don't have permission to do it. But if we get enough energy, they believe that we can swap your places permanently. And we have a plan to do that. We need all of the courts to do it. I am hearing a lot of ideas and no plans. Okay. When Adel died, he released a tremendous amount of energy. And when we forged the knives, it released a tremendous amount of energy. If we were to use the watch to go back in time and have a mechanism for catching that energy, we could store it and it would go, if not all the way towards, it would be most of the way towards gathering enough energy to enact the the swap. The timepiece, I should have said timepiece, not watch. 
He has slowed down and is now like rubbing at his forehead. His eyes are closed. One hand on his hip. You're going to take the timepiece. You're going to kill Adel again and capture the energy that he releases on death and use that to overcome my brother and I's placements. That is an understanding of how it would work. With your permission, of course. It's complicated, but we're redoing everything to stop the release of the world, to do everything perfectly this time. To fix every mistake we made. One of those can be putting you in the correct court. up to full height and stares you all down and he is you know he's a high elf so he's already tall but now he feels as tall as his father and he says to all of you and Roxanne and Steiner the two of you can feel that you are being placed under a geese or like being asked to accept it as he says I will grant you my permission to access the timepiece however if you fail to construct a device that can properly contain Adel's death before confronting him again. You will all allow him to win so that he can come here and put me where I belong. Fair enough. I accept. Yeah. Grant, I assume you still have the ring on. I, Well, I, I guess I'll yes. ask. Have you tried to take it off at any point? No. Okay. Well, having it still on, you can feel it squeeze on your finger again. Having the King of Falls ascent. And those of you with magic senses can feel this massive mountain of a command settle onto your souls. I mean, out of character, it really doesn't matter that much, just because, like, everyone's already dead anyway, so, like, we're not gonna get his permission any other way, I don't think. So, like, do it right this time or humanity dies is not that big of an ask, I don't think. So the king, he doesn't get smaller exactly, but he seems to relax his shoulders and he nods to himself. Um, is there anything we could do to at least alleviate some of the discomfort you're feeling right now? Anything at all? Just get done what you need to get done. Right. 
Um, and uh, then one thing coming out of the back room before as you start to speak up about presumably, hey, have you seen my son? There's a kind of soft but firm voice. Ronthal, have you been hassling these people while I goodness with you? And then Damprol like comes up and like bats at the side of his head. And Ronthal like shrinks a little bit, looks a little bit sheepish. Kind of scratches the back of his head. We were having a discussion. Good to see you, Tamar. I am. Yes, it is. Well, I confess, I did not think any of you had survived. Yeah. <laughs> one of us didn't. Go. Yeah, one of us did not. Hmm. At the very least. Were there any more survivors? Not that we are aware of. Uh, it's what we're here about. Um, if anyone got out besides us, it would have been through one of the gates, and we have been informed that shortly before California kind of stopped existing, there was an activation to a fall court gate in my laboratory. Hmm. I see. You. Again, bats at the king of fall. Go sit down. Handle you in a minute. The king just kind of looks like a, a dog that got yelled at as he trudges back to his throne. They're an adorable couple. And Damrol turns back to all of you. Well, I... Well, I was prepared for all of you to die, I suppose. Any survivors is a blessing. <sighs> Couple came to the fall courts. Do you know who that would be? And there were two Far Court uh, residents living in my lab. I was hoping there might be a third. Oh, uh, well, if it's those two, you should go check the workshop. Uh, this is the first time hearing of it. I have been, and he turns his head and glares at Rondfell, been doing my best to manage things up here. I haven't, it, turning back to you, exactly had time to go check on anything else. I want to put my hand on Damarel's shoulder real quick. Listen, we're working on something, and if it goes right, it should fix everything. I hope so. Me too. I would like to spend time with some people without all of them being either dead or under threat of death. Right, but we 
do need the help, so if... Not to just be rude, but we do need to be off. By all means. Oh, you, you can come with us, I guess. It's up to you. I'm just a little bit uh, frazzled right now. I've had an interesting few weeks. It is fine. I will stay here to try to keep this place from falling apart before you all can enact your solution. Right. You should be going. It was lovely seeing you three again. It was nice seeing you too. Likewise. Uh, wish it was under better circumstances and hopefully soon enough it will be. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have uh, some nicer conversations to have next time we talk, Damro. I'm sorry, Grant. What happened to you? Uh, well, long and short of it is my magic protected me from dying. Hmm. That sort of thing. I see. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry I can't do anything about it. Are you well otherwise? You Are you in need of healing? And he's just kind of like looking over you, kind of circling you. At one point he like grabs you by the wrist. Not like crushingly, but just like grabs you and lifts your arm and like checks the underside of it. No, I'm I'm good otherwise, uh, and I've been informed there's exactly two people that can help me. One of which I don't know if she will be, if she will want to help me, and the other one, kind of a gross way. But you know, solutions like this never easy. Hmm. The other two then. The other two. Well, uh. If you intend to see the King of Spring, he says that like real low to try to avoid triggering Rondville, I would suggest you see the Queen of Summer first. The things that are going on in our opposite corner are, um, well, you're going to need some support. Yeah, um... I was considering ripping the band-aid off sooner or later anyway. Ah. Best of luck. Thank you, Damaral. Thank you, Damaral. Thank you. And I'm sorry about everything. Alright, let's let's stop being sad and go be happy. Possibly. I refuse to be sad about anything. Ever. No emotions. Yeah. Only happy. <laughs> no sad. Only happy. I think that's called lobotomy. No, I don't think that's how those work. Okay, so, having declared yourselves and secured the ascent of the King of Fall, you all can make your way down into the workshop. On your way down, there's. Well, Steiner in particular, you've all been down here before, but Steiner, you can sort of recognize the similarity. The, there are still people down here working. The research and development 
down here in the workshop has not stopped with the end of the world, but there is, as with the scientists of the Winter Court, a sort of hesitance and slowness to the work that is new to all three of you. You've all been down here at least once, so you can recognize that it has changed, even if you maybe can't put your finger on exactly how it's changed. Alright. Well, I immediately start looking for, I assume, who would be the easiest to spot, Morton. Yeah. You know what? Just for funsies. Everybody roll me sharp. Everybody give me eyeballs rolls. Well, I completely Damn, failed. my eyeballs are great! <laughs> my eyeballs just roll out of my head and onto the ground. <laughs> right, but what did they do in the game? Grant, you're the one who first spots Morton. Big, tall, minotaur man, still... Just as you last saw him, he doesn't seem any worse the wear, aside from maybe a little bit tired and frazzled, but then who isn't these days? I will point Morton out to the others and be like, there he is. I don't know how you guys missed him. He's like the tallest guy here. I just got distracted looking at a very pretty fairy or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, just got, just as overcome with it the looked like feelings. Tinkerbell we established it forever ago you had a crush Shut on Tinkerbell the fuck <laughs> it all comes back to that fucking Disneyland trip <laughs> one way or another how'd you remember that <laughs> I don't think did Chloe even remember that I remember it. I do remember the weird bit about Roxanne being very gay for Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. So, Morton sighted. What do you guys do? Just walk over to Morton and say, yeah. Hey, Morton. Oh, goodness. I did not expect to see any of you again. And looking at Steiner, you are... Um, still me. Different form. It's been a bit. It's been eventful. Certainly it has. Well. It is... Odd to think that all the work that we put in was for nothing. Well, technically we did defeat him, but then... Did you? Yeah. He's, mm -hmm. he's dead. He's not getting to savor this. Yeah, he died hmm. very, um... violently. It's the worm that's the problem. Well, well done then. Congratulations are in order for whatever they are worth. <sighs> We're working on it. I have never known you to not be working on it, Doctor. Well, still alive, sort of, so 
still working at it. Indeed. Is there something you require from any of us? Some weapon we can forge you? Some piece of armor or something? Anything? Uh, well, did anyone else make it out of the lab? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. That should have been immediately obvious to me. Come, come. Uh, after you. He turns, waves over his shoulder for the three of you to follow, and Power walks his way into the back room where you all first met Qualia. And... She is, again, exactly as you first met her, at her little bench, seemingly working over some kind of blueprint. And then, from the back of this little, like, office space, you can hear a... Falia, where do you want these boxes, exactly? I don't even hesitate. Gregory! Here? There you are. Oh. He, like, takes a step back and puts his hands up. And he is in his body. It looks a little bit scuffed. But he's he is, like, fully inhabiting it. And what's, like, carrying a box, which as this tall alien machine rounded a corner yelling at him he dropped the box and like put his hands in the air I just make my way over them there you are, you're fine, how are you doing in the body, are you okay? are you adjusting well? I know you were uncomfortable in it last time you left, but how are you doing now? Um... and when? more or less, yes Authentication code. Banana cream pie. He rushes at you and takes you in a very awkward hug because, like, it's his body, which is weird for him to be in, and your body, which is weird, period. But he is trying to, like, get his arms around you. We're both weird. Yeah. This is the most awkward hug in the history of the world, but I don't think I would want any other. I lean over to Roxanne and go, and he made fun of me for where's the baby at Peekaboo. Shut up, Graham. I can't believe you are here. It's been a long, strange trip. It has. Technically, I did die, I think. But you are here now. Mm, yes, that's all that matters. You're here. I was worried that you hadn't gotten up. We went to the Winter Court first, but in retrospect, the Fall Court also was... Uh, I'm just happy to see you. I... I am learning a new limitation of this body. It is unable to cry, and I wish it could. Well, we can work on that. I miss you very much. I miss you too. 
What do the Harrisons get up to while the Steiners have a moment? I grab Grant in one of those, like, oh, this is really cute. I need to hug something kind of hugs. Grant just sort of lets it happen because the the thoughts that are going through his head are not exactly happy thoughts right now. Like, he's, he's happy for his friend, but, uh... Only one person's getting a reunion. I'm glad at least some good things are happening now. Yeah. Yeah, this is nice. Qualia comes over and, like, claps the two of you on your shoulders and tilts her head to the door exiting this little office space. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Start following Qualia out. Yeah, same... So, it's, uh, good to see you, too. <laughs> yeah, I wish it were under better circumstances. Yeah. You, uh, I take it you all have something in mind to get us out the other side of this whole thing? Yeah, um, shit, uh, I don't, I don't suppose you know somebody or have personal experience I guess with this who has any like knowledge of storing and capturing vast amount of magical energy do you? yeah we've done plenty of projects like that both ourselves and in conjunction with the winter court Okay. You only sound like this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk a lot. Like they appear, but they don't talk. They talk like three times. Yeah, she ain't had too many speaking lines. It depends on what like straw is going on right now. <laughs> Whether the straw is in her chest or in her mouth. <laughs> They're scarecrow person. They have to restuff themselves once in a while. Anyway, yeah, we, um, we've got plans that I'm pretty sure we're not allowed to speak on the details of, but uh, I don't suppose you could introduce us to somebody who, uh, has that kind of expertise. I'd like to hear their thoughts. I mean, I could dig out all the old plans we made. That'd take me a bit. Oh, I mean, by all means, you need an extra set of hands. I'm not, uh... I've got nothing to do here until we leave. Yeah. Might as well. Cool. Um, Grant, are you cool? Do you want to come help? Do you want to find yourself some work to do, or do you need me to stay here? Uh, I'll go with you. It's nothing else I can think of to do. And I kind of need to keep busy these days. Alright. All right. Many hands make light work. So the three of you can go rooting around in the archives. And I'm going to just roll a d3 just for funsy. Just to see who finds it. Yeah. It's Roxanne who finds it. Wow. She's so cool. 
Roxanne, you find a scroll that is inscribed treatise on mana storage properties. Oh, I think this is it. Uh, treatise on mana storage properties? Uh, yeah, that'll be it. Me and she snatches this out of your hand, undoes the seal on it, unfurls it. Yeah, we had this uh, big old project. Testing all kinds of materials, what's good for storing what, how much, how fast can it spit it out. You know, anything lost to heat, friction, just sort of atmospheric discharge. Because, you know, when you're putting enchantments into weapons and armor and clothing, all kinds of stuff, it's, it's good to know what can take what. I, uh, yeah, knowing, having a proper storage medium is probably the biggest aspect here. Like, we need something that can hold a lot of magic. We're talking, like, an absurd amount of magic. Like, more magic than probably has ever been stored in one place, ever. So we talking, like one of the royals that much? Mm, more. more. Huh. Well, you might need some kind of custom job for that. Might not be something we ever figured out how to do. Wasn't our initial plan to, like, create a fucking tulpa of, of that? Yeah, but I also figured that, like, this was a good place to ask. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Or at least it might, like, help us with... (sighs) This might help us, like, find a starting point, you know? Yeah. Were these all, like, things you were saying out loud? In character? I I, I initially wasn't, so... I... Okay. I mean, like, I don't see why I wouldn't say it out loud. Okay, yeah. If... Chloe's cool with it being said out loud in character. I'm fine with it being said out loud in character. It's not like a state secret, yeah. Yeah. Tulpas is something we know plenty about. Yeah. Well, when they're not, like, malevolent and they want to live somewhere other than Earth, they tend to wind up here. Yeah, I'm... We're... We were friends with one for a while. We also fought one. Yeah, that was harrowing. That... <sighs> I just figured they don't... They, they, they follow their own rules outside of, like, what is generally considered reasonable or, or possible. So I thought if we could figure out a way to make a tulpa fit to purpose, then... Maybe we could get around some of the physical limitations of, you know, physics. Magical physics? I don't know. Magical physics are technically a thing that exists. They wildly change every once in a while just because magic is bullshit, but they technically exist. Yeah, so you could make something like that to purpose. But, um... The trick is, you need to, you know, 
you'd need to start the story. You know, you, you need to figure out what you want to create, and then you need to start the story about it. Yeah. You, you need time for it to proliferate. You need enough people for it to propagate into. How long do you think it really, like, take for something like that to happen, do you think? Oh... Could be... Could be on the order of years? I don't think I ever heard of less. Hmm. Well... Chappy can't, uh... I look at Grant when I say this. Chappy can't go back in time or anything like that. You just have to wait it out. Yeah. I'm trying not to look Roxanne in the eye because it's it's just the moment that Grant would, that's when he'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more or less what happened and more or less what we're working on going forward. That is exceptionally ambitious and also a little frightening. Yes, on both accounts. But, it's what needs to be done, so we're going to do it. And I've been doing some thinking, actually. I wonder if we weren't meant to do this the entire time. Like, things that just don't make sense. And one of the reasons is, um, that little perpetual motion device I got originally had something signed by, um, a GS. I never figured that one out. Yes, I do recall that. Another thing I never figured out, I don't think we ever figured out, was just how the Apocalypse Code got in... What do we call it? The Siren Head thing? I wonder... Maybe... Maybe there are things that we are meant to be doing. Maybe this isn't even the first time that we've done this. We just keep doing it until we get it perfect. That is rather terrifying to consider. Well, it's it's time travel. It's messed up. I don't I don't begin to understand it. But hi, Gregory. Hello, Grant. Hi, Gregory. Hello, Roxanne. I'm happy to see that the both of you are alive. I'm really happy to see that you're still alive. Yeah. So, I have been briefed on the situation. It is quite an idea you all have conceived. Do you require anything in terms of assistance? Um... Not just yet. We're still kind of trying to get the first steps in place, I feel like. And it doesn't, I don't know that we necessarily have infinite time to get this done, but we've still got at least three more places to go. 
Uh, at least. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if the Sultans are all going to be. I know, no, no, I, I know I'm green with you. It is at least three. I'm honestly. I just wanted to be. I just wanted to know that you were alright. I am alright as I possibly could be. I am certainly more alright than you, Edwin, as I have not ever actually died. Uh, well, to be perfectly honest with you, a completely artificial body was always the end goal. It just saw this being a couple of decades down the line. That's would... still a creepy thing, no matter how many times you say it. But everyone dies. But now I know that I can just put my soul in a new body and live forever. How wonderful. I am certain that it will prove more complicated than that. No, absolutely, but... Yeah, back then. I'm still a mad scientist. You are. I yes. don't know if y'all forgot that, but I still am. I haven't. I haven't. I Grinch just still finds it creepy. I'm gonna live forever by shoving my soul inside of a robot. Uh, I would. Would you not? <laughs> I don't know. Living forever kind of sounds lame. Eh. So, just what now, everybody? Let's re-rail this train. I mean, Grant is ready to go deal with the consequences of his failure. So, whenever everybody else is ready to leave, he's he wants to go to summer, get the band-aid torn off. As much yeah. as I would love to just hang around here forever, which is entirely possible, but we do have places to go and people to see. I trust that you will stay safe here and if everything goes right, we'll fix everything. Or at least as much as it can be fixed. I will certainly remain here. I know that I am welcome and that I will be kept busy, which I do appreciate. And then um, you are, well, I know you weren't comfortable in the body, but you're, you're doing all right with it? I don't exactly have access to my equipment right now, but anything I could adjust on there? I am doing well enough that I feel comfortable telling you to devote yourself to other things. Right. But if um, you need repairs, I think the best place would be the Winter Court. They have... The laboratory has enough of my tech that could probably work something, even if it's just jury rigging something together in that event. Oh, yes. And it would be lovely to finally meet your laboratory companions face-to-face. And, um, things are going a little bit better there, in any case. So, then. But. Yeah, um... There's a thing I'd like to go back and talk to Notcher about, but I think Zach can wait till after we visit the summer court. Yeah, I kind of want to talk to him as well. I have thoughts. I kind of expressed there a little bit, but I want to, like, explore those. I want to ask him something specific. I also have thoughts. 
before we leave, I do ask Qualia if I can keep the scroll, or if I can like, come back and look at it later or something. Oh, yeah, I'll uh, keep it in an easy place for you to get to. Come back and look at it whenever you want. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, if, uh, if you all need any, like, enchantments done or anything, just you let us know. We'll make it happen. I might. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do some brainstorming. Yeah, figuring a lot of things out, but yes. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. Yes, Queen. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> so, are we all headed to the summer court then? Let's go to the suffering zone. <laughs> Are you all aiming for the greeting square? I ask Grant what he wants to do. Let's start at the greeting square and work our way there normally. All start right. at square one. I don't want this to sound condescending, Grant, but um, do you want me to hold your hand? No, no, I think I'm mostly ready for what's about to happen. That might put you in the blast radius. <laughs> Alright. Buckle up, everybody. I'm going to bip us there. And you do. And the summer court is just as cloyingly hot and humid as ever and there's still music like there always is but it's like the band is tired and their instruments have fallen out of tune in the middle of the party and there's the same kind of like wonky off-key to the energy of this place like there was in the Winter Court. It's much more Winter Court-esque than it is Fall Court. Is there anyone there to greet us? No. No fun little goblin to race you up to the palace this time. You benefit a robot body. I can't feel this humidity anymore. <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm gonna rust. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I would hope that you'd be made out of stainless steel. Does Notcher have the budget for that? <laughs> I'm just nickel-plated. Dang it. Dang it. You're made out of fucking tungsten, front to back, tip to toe. That sounds expensive. Yeah, I know. I know. Notcher's got the budget, though. <laughs> the coffers of heaven are bottomless. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> if I put a current through me, do I light up? <laughs> Anyways. Um, so the, despite them being direct enemy courts, they are in very similar situations. The approach to the palace, the area immediately surrounding it, is 
also a kind of refugee camp. It is full of people getting medical and, well, physical and psychological medical attention. People from all species, fey and human, and all races, human. And it's it's the same thing, but it's a different energy. It's... God, how could I put this? You know those, like... You know those aquatic aerobics classes that senior citizens go to, where they, like, stand in, like like chest deep pool water and kind of do like low speed typo in it yeah yeah it's that kind of thing where you know where whereas the winter court was more like all right everybody come inside sit down let's get your diagnosis let's get let's like you know if you've got broken bones let's wrap you in a cast if we can spare somebody to perform healing magic upon you, we'll do that. It was all very, like, considered and protocol-based and measured and low-key. The summer court is doing it like, all right, you go here, you stand here, you drink this, you eat that. And it's like... like, A traffic cop doing Tai Chi? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if they put a traffic cop in in charge of an emergency room. It is, despite this being a place of, holy fuck, everybody is in a really bad way and needs medical attention, still doing the, we are the court of summer, it is time for loud party nonsense. They don't realize that the after party's gone on a bit too long. It's the after party for the after party. This is the after the end party. This is the ever ever after party. <laughs> so, what's anybody do? Can we, rename, can we rename the fall, the summer court, the ever after party? No. Anyway, uh, I'm heading. Like I'm, I'm not even asking anyone for like is the queen in or anything. I'm just heading straight there. Like it's, she's expecting me at some point. Well, you, you could just think you're dead. No, she's definitely going to know that Grant is still alive, even if he's not pulling on her magic anymore. She's definitely going to know one way or the other. And uh, since we're probably going to be spending a bunch of time with Grant. What do the other two get up to? Let's sort of get that first. Um, hmm. Well, technically, I still have a lot of medical knowledge. I'm going to go help any injured, I guess. I'm going to be the nurse this time. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm maybe I'm supposed to. Like, should I just let Grant go by himself? I mean, I feel like that's up to the both of you. I mean, you could scrape his ashes off the floor, at least. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll just go... I'll just say it straight up. Grant, do you want me to go with you, or...? It's up to you. God, don't tell me that. It it is, though. Like, I'm... 
I've not. I've been here twice, maybe. I'm. I want to help you, but I worry. I don't know. I worry I'm gonna make something worse if I go there with you. If I can interject, I really fail to see how you could make anything worse that Grant wouldn't be able to do himself. She is going to do what she wants to do, whether you are there or not. Punch her in the goddamn face. That'd be funny. But detrimental to our situation, I think, so don't do that. Also, she will probably kill you instantly. <laughs> it will be worth it. It's You get one good hit and she's like, okay, my turn. She punches you and you just atomize. <laughs> it would be satisfying. How many people are going to end up in the Deadlands and say, I punched the Queen of Summer in the face? <laughs> feel like not a lot of them are going to understand that. Um, Once you do, we'll be impressed. Yeah. Um, if you want my personal professional opinion, you being there might back up his claims a little bit more than just desperately trying to save his own skin. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna... I guess this will be the second time I've, I've watched you walk into a punishment and had to be the witness, so... Alright. We'll see how this goes, and I will... I will try not to make things worse. Alright, I'll walk with Roxanne... to the Queen. Alright. Before we do that, I want to get a feel for how Steiner is going to handle things. So... Steiner, you meander your way into one of the medical circles. They don't have, like, huts set up like the Winter Court. It's more of, like, people around a bonfire treating each other. How do you insinuate yourself into this whole situation? Um, excuse me. I just... Yeah, I try to find anybody who looks relatively important and say that. Yeah, alright, you can find... I, I won't make you roll to find somebody who is, like, in what appears to be official summer court garb. We'll say... We'll say a siren. Uh, sorry to bother you, I know you're busy, but, um, despite my appearance, I do have medical training to treat, um, humans, and I was wondering if I could offer you any help at all. We could use it, certainly. Perfect. Um, do I just grab some medical supplies and... Yes, here, take one of these, and if you can get some people helped out, we'll, uh, we'll see about getting you some more. Right, perfect, thank you. And she passes you, like, a satchel of bandages and splints and reagents and that works as a kind of like let's get a feel for how you do 
while the Harrisons are handling things in the palace. Roll me medic. Rolling medic. Wait, no, this is probably going to be a minus one because of my whole awkward body thing. So, yeah, you do that at least. Uh, you, nah, you've got time to, like, you're not under pressure here. Okay. All right. Seven. Okay. So, you'll one harm, stabilizing, or stabilize the injury. Okay. So, you're not going to become, like, the star of the show, but you do definitely insinuate yourself into the flow of medical professionals and prove to be an asset. Hooray! I'm not causing problems. <laughs> you are not making things worse. So, Harrison's. Yup. Mm hmm. You walk your way up to the open air throne room, and it, it sort of looks like there was the same sort of situation when Ryan was in just a minute ago. But like, as you enter, a whole bunch of people leave and they look varying levels of pissed off, confused, insulted, or just kind of neutral. This is how things are, depending on what court colors they are wearing. Presumably Terreras uh, felt you coming. Yeah. And as you get up, you see Dweer just kind of hanging out in the back, sitting on a ledge, and he is looking at the two of you, and there's a kind of tilt to his head, like he's real curious to see how this is gonna go. And the queen is standing, regarding that short red-haired dude who's been tied to the wall this whole time that you examined previously, Grant. Yup. And I just get on one knee and I go, my queen? Yeah, I follow Grant's lead. I don't want to piss anybody off. So she doesn't turn to address you all immediately. But eventually, you hear her approach, her shoes clacking on the tiles of the throne room. And she stops, like, right in front of the two of you. So, you are here, Grant Harrison. I am. And you as well, Roxanne Harrison. Yeah, yes. Hmm. You know, I have always found your audacity to 
to be something truly exceptional, Grant. Thank you. You impress me even now, showing up here empty-handed, having failed. Dare I ask why? We are attempting to fix everything and we need your permission to use the timepiece. <laughs> Incredible. You make me complicit in my sire's death. Fail utterly to retrieve the one thing that I asked in return, and now you are here to ask me for yet more. It's at that point, something in Grant kind of snaps the Last few days have not been kind to him. Last year actually has not been very kind to him. So he looks right up her at her, no sense of submission in his face at all, which is usually the kind of thing he tries to go for. That's, that's just completely gone. And he goes, you know, I nearly died about five times in the span of 45 minutes while watching everyone I brought around me die as well to various angels and to Adel. And then I had to watch my best friend die after Adel fucking exploded. No one told me he was going to do that. And my plan was to retrieve the crown after we killed them. So please excuse me if my mind wasn't exactly on trying to get you a fucking hat. No. You are not excused. I just look flabbergasted at Grant. She places her finger in the center of your forehead and pushes. And I'm not even going to allow you to roll dice to resist being pushed back on your butt. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, it's at that point where Grant starts remembering where he is and who he's talking to. And he's like, oh, uh, sorry, my queen. You're sorry. You fail me, you insult me to my face. You spew profanities to me. And then, oh, I'm sorry. Th this boy. And he just kind of looks like midway between, oh, I'm going to fucking gut this human, and, oh, what horseshit does mother have in mind now? <laughs> so, Grant Harrison. I will allow you precisely one attempt to 
do that apology over. Do be sure you get it right. I get as low as I possibly can and say, I beg my forgiveness to you, my dear. I spoke out of line and have been holding back a lot of difficult feelings for the past however many days I've been awake. I've lost track. And the last person that I should have released those repressed feelings on is you. You are correct there. Now, the question is, at this point, are you worth still keeping around? Because what are you even still capable of? I can feel how empty you are. So what good are you to me? I was told that you would be able to fix it in some manner. She seems to be on the verge of like, like doing a full-on super villain cackle with the way her face is twisted and her arms are spread. And she like looks at Roxanne and looks at the heavens. You would ask me for even more. The way I see it, my queen, is that I'm incapable of casting magic. My circulatory system has been burned out, and therefore my magic capacity is zero. So, when I die, that is investment lost 100%. Because did I not promise you that all of the magic that I gained, on top of the magic that I took from you, would be yours? And if I don't have any, well, not only are you losing the extra that I promised you, you're losing the original investment as well. You have definitely maneuvered yourself in such a way that I will allow you to roll sharp for this manipulate someone. Okay. Do I get a plus one? Because I still have... I keep forgetting I have this move that uh, from the Spell Slinger, Arcane Reputation, which gives me a plus one forward whenever I manipulate someone, and I have the Fake Quartz as one of the three, uh, what three groups that that applies to. Look at your character sheet. Three big organizations or groups in the supernatural community. They've heard of you and respect your power. With affected humans, 
take plus one forward when you manipulate them. I'm sorry, but the text of the move says affected humans. Okay, I... I tried. I At least I remembered it finally existed. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. Hey. You know what still exists? How about move? No. Okay. Well, I mean, that does. But I am specifically referring to my cookies. Oh. So I'm going to move that to a partial success. Okay. I'm not going to make you fail it. So what she is going to say to you is... Yes, that would be... a loss that I would have to take. However, I must consider other factors. I must consider if I am allowing myself to fear the sunk cost, you are perhaps not worth the effort at all, that it would be better to let you languish in the long term. I must also consider if it would be worth it politically to allow you in particular, Grant Harrison, to get away with all of this. Hmm. So tell me, What exactly, besides the restoration of your abilities, would you be asking of me? Because you did imply that there was something else. We, as I said, require your permission to use the timepiece, and... Also... There... Is a project to help your brothers get to their proper places and if you Dwyer, leave and he just like gets up and walks out you really should be more careful of who you run your mouth around I apologize continue there's a project to place your brothers in their proper courts. And if you wish to help us on that, we would greatly appreciate it. And according to a friend, we would need something from Summer to help with Spring. Hmm. What exactly is your intention with the timepiece? To go back and stop the worm from 
quaking. And if it is not beyond the scope of which it would be appropriate for it to use that with to get the crown for you. Well, 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 well. It is a bit of an odd question. Because you are so much trouble. But at the same time, there's very little I could do with you. I either keep you in my service or I kill you. I certainly could not allow you to walk away at this point. So here is how it is going to be, Grant Harrison. If you want my assent, then you will be mine. Forever. Past the point of your own death, your spirit will not move on. You will serve me with a smile until your existence is worn from reality. And, and she leans down real close, you will retrieve the crown. And if you fail me again, you will come here and you will slit your throat in front of me. I mean, it's that or condemned seven billion lives to die, so... Yeah. Okay. Very good. And Grant can't feel it, but Roxanne, you can absolutely feel that something settles on top of Grant. And Grant, you can feel the ring give you a little squeeze. Okay. And then she stands back up to her full height and snaps at the two of you. Get up. You require my help for solving both spring and your own ineptitude again, Grant Harrison. At least this time, you are asking permission first. I stand up. I was I was laying completely flat that entire time. I, I did not get up from at all from like the lowest possible point I could get. I stand up beside Scram. So, Grant, in terms of your own system, I could not fix you quickly 
on my own. It would require another whole lifetime to return you to where you once were. But if you could get a, a seed, get a starter from my brother's biomancers, I should be able to grow it to flowering in the amount of time that you would like it to. Thank you. And speaking of the Spring Court, it is wise that you came here first. Have you been to Fall? Yes, we went to Fall before we came here because one of my companions heard that someone they cared about was there, and it's a bit of a mess. Well, Yandervar is having the same sort of problems as Ronthal, but in predictably the opposite direction. Ronthal is letting his nature as the font of new life and new possibilities get away from him, explode outward to fill the space of his kingdom. Yandavar is bringing the quiet end that is fall to his entire realm. Without a little bit of help, you all find yourselves quite quickly falling into the kind of sleep that not a one of you will be getting up from. So, this way, the both of you. She turns around and starts walking. Now I'll follow. I mean, the both of you, so I have to come along too. <laughs> Roxanne, I don't think you've ever been to the Garden, capital G. No, I wouldn't have. So this is your first time in what can probably be best described as a megalithic greenhouse. Bits of wild magic are being wrung out of all manner of flora and some where you can't exactly tell if it's flora or fauna. But you are led to what well, it smells like mint in this little patch, but, uh, well, it's definitely big and more out of control than earth mint, and it's a slightly different color. It's, uh, it's definitely dipping into, like, teal. You've essentially been led into a patch of, like, fey mint. Hmm. And Tarira herself doesn't call for any attendance or anything, bends over and grabs some of it like close to the ground and pulls it out by the roots, then shakes all the dirt off of it, falls off and clods, and then she just hands you the whole thing. Just, like, holds it out to the two of you. I take it. 
You're going to want to chew that, so long as you are in spring. Do not ever allow the taste to leave your mouth. Thank you. Will it work on a magical construct containing a soul? Hmm. That's an excellent question. I suppose if you ground it into a paste and rubbed that into whatever part of the construct contained the soul, it should carry over. Okay. We'll have to try. Thank you, Queen Terror. Hmm. Grant? Oh, sorry. Uh, thank you, Queen Terrier. Hmm. Get it right this time. Don't have much of a choice. No, no. I am not looking for your glib acceptance of your situation. Get it right this time. Of course, my queen. Good boy. Now get to work. Alright. Take the plant and walk with uh walk with Roxanne. Yeah. As soon as we get out of there, I just wrap Grant in a huge hug. Uh, Grant hugs back. Grant, how are we gonna get you out of this one? We don't. No. No, we don't. We just don't. Somebody gets to exist forever whether or not they want to. Oh no, it won't be forever. Eventually, the soul will just fade away into nothingness. Roxanne just eventually she pulls away and just goes another problem to solve not a problem i it needs to be done later and when the world is safe we can argue about this forever how's that sound okay yeah sure sounds great cool okay let's go get steiner and also figure out what part of him has his soul, I guess. Yeah, that's... We're gonna have to ask Natra about that one. Yeah, I don't want to guess. It might be in, like, his shoulder or something. That would be an extremely Elysium thing to do, to put the soul in the shoulder. Maybe that's where the soul actually is. For a long time, I have always thought it was, like, in the chest, but maybe it is the shoulder. And the butt. <laughs> no. God, no. You don't Gosh. know soul is stored in the balls. <laughs> I, said, I said in the crotch. <laughs> the recording will vindicate me. It will. I heard you. I heard it. I just wanted to take it all the way. This isn't going to vindicate any of us. In any case, this is evidence. This is exhibit A in the court case against us. Steiner, how you doing? I'll just help him where I can. 
trying to figure out if Grant's going to come back, like, mostly intact or not. Well, the both of them walk up on you. You're not exactly difficult to find. Uh, I see that Mr. Harrison has at least visibly all of his parts, so I can't, can't have gone all of that badly. You know, considering the things I said to her, it went about as well as possibly could have. And this is why we don't let you talk to the royalty. Oh, no, Steiner, you, you don't even know half of it. How did she not kill you? I must be amusing. She must really like you. That, that makes... That's a very one-sided relationship, if it is. Roxanne. <laughs> She's soon dairy for you. Well, she must really like making you miserable. Uh, that's probably more it, yeah. Well, um... There's nothing else to do here. Oh, we need to find where your soul is stored in this and rub mint on it. I have mint and I hold the thing of fey mint up. Alright. I have no idea where that would be. Yeah, we're going to go ask Notcher. Yep, we've got to go ask them uh, where your soul is. Where, where, do we, where, do you, where do you keep my friend's soul? Why, though? Uh, oh, where do you um, feel like your soul is? Um, because there's a thing going on in spring where if we walk in without the mint, with the flavor of the mint in our mouth at all times, will fall into a sleep that we will never wake up from. And you don't have a mouth. So... Would that even affect me? Do I sleep? I would... I would prefer not to find out. Uh, enough? Alright. Not sure would probably know. <sighs> well... Let's be off. All right. Remember, everybody, click your heels together and think there's no place like home. Like, fuck just, off. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm the Tin Man. Uh, we've left the Scarecrow in the Fall Court. Um, hmm. Does that make me the Cowardly Lion? Or my Toto? Yes, your Toto. Okay. Am I Dorothy? Yes! You're the one who literally just made- Okay, let's go. Let's just go. Morton's not particularly cowardly. And as soon as we fucking, like, pop into Elysium, I go, Well, clearly, Queen of Summer is the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, 100%. And that would make Notcher the wizard. She is not nearly so difficult when you have not gone to such great lengths to get on her bad side. I mean, that's fair. It's 
what have you done? Let's see, you stole from her, and then you asked for more magic, and then you now, didn't I never do the did, thing I in never, return from I, the magic. I never did, I never asked her for more magic. Not well, you once. You to keep the magic that you stole. Yes, but also I promised to give the magic, any extra magic that I managed to accumulate to her upon my death. Right, and then you didn't do the one thing she asked you to do in return for that. Okay, I did plenty of things. And then apparently you've just yelled at her after all of this. And it's amazing that you still have skin and organs. I mean, that is true. But I think about that, I think that thought pretty much every day. I mean, we never know. This mint might just, like, dissolve you. This could all just be, like, a really elaborate practical joke. This could be don't, a really elaborate practical I don't think she'd do that to you as well. I mean, I don't think she has any personal problem with you. Would you like us to examine it? Yeah, actually, yes, now I'm paranoid. Thank you, Notcher. They take it, and as they are, they kind of, like, flinch a little bit when you say their name. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not like, do you not like me saying your name? I'll refrain from saying your name. It's more that we are highly unused to it being used. Oh. Okay. We have not, besides Mesa been called that regularly in a very long time. And they start, like, examining the mint plant, more rubbing it between their fingers than anything else. It's not as though their eyes work to properly examine it. As they do, they like, keep looking at the three of you. Would it interest you to know that Tarira frequently behaves in the manner that you were used to receiving from Wenbrine and vice versa? That's weird. Why are... Okay, we know why Tarira acts the way she acts towards me, but why the other way around? Maybe we just made a good impression. We merely mean to say, as Edwin Steiner has surmised, that you are on the good side of the Queen of Winter and the bad side of the Queen of Summer. Hmm. I don't think I've ever talked to the Queen of Summer, now that I think about it. I don't particularly like her. To be fair, every interaction you've had with her is her punishing me. Yeah, weird how that happens. Yeah. I mean, she's probably not the worst person in the world. Nah, we killed that one. Wow. I meant the guy who did the thing with oh, the splitting gosh. open. Oh, 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 oh. That guy, okay. Yeah. We can offer you positive reassurance that this plant will not 
dissolved you from the inside out. Thank you. What about the outside in? No, we believe you would need to work exceptionally hard to facilitate that. (laughs) It should render you into an enhanced state of wakefulness, which will be very important to have in the Spring Court. Uh, right, so would I need this? And if I do, where would be the topical application for that? Yes, you would need this. Shoulder, 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 shoulder. You do not sleep. But your consciousness could be diminished to the point of entering a sleep-like state. How would we render this unto you? Um, I believe I mentioned uh, on the soul, wherever that would be stored. Yeah, uh, Queen Terura said we'd want to make like a topical paste in apply it to whatever part of his body that ha- houses his soul, I guess? Oh, no, that would do nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, to be fair, she was making a guess. I know, but it's still funny. Yes, she was making a guess. She is highly unfamiliar with the construction of actors. It's still funny that she's wrong. Let's Let's put a little smile on her. I mean, we're wrong all the time. Yeah, but I'm not the Queen of Summer. We should be able to... Allow me... Maybe next election, yeah. Distill this down to its... I don't think that's how it works, Steiner. Let me have my shot in front of the. Someone she doesn't like was wrong. Let her have this. Catharsis? Whatever. Yes, that should work. I was just going to say, maybe we could take it to Qualia and ask her to extract the essence of it. Maybe make that into like a charm. Or Yes, that would else. be a thing that you could do. We could do that as well, but if you would like to give your friends something to do, we would not be insulted. Um, sure. I mean, I could drop Steiner off over there. I'm sure he'd love to talk about the specifics. There's something I wanted to talk to you about, though, since I'm here. Of course. We are ever at your disposal. Hmm. So we managed to at least we managed to cut off I don't know how temporarily. Adel's connection to, well, you know, the three angels that I tend to work with. Yes. I was curious. If we were to go back, isn't there some way that we could inoculate the rest of them so we didn't have to fight a war just to fight Adel? In theory, that would be possible. You would 
need to be exceptionally careful about your approach, as all of us would have to stop you. I'm sorry, what? There are certain protocols that, at the time, we were unable to break. And that sort of direct action would violate them. Okay. If I... If I did it... Would you still have to... If, if, if it was already done, would you no longer have to stop me? We believe that we could maneuver our way around our requirements if the act was already complete. Interesting. Well then... Oh, I have some thinking to do, and I know somebody I need to talk to about this. But it is possible. You're saying there's a chance. It would be possible, yes. Inside of us, and inside of each and every singular actor, there was, well, we should be clear, inside of every first generation, the ones made by Adel personally, there was a tie of ownership of command back to Adel. And there's a... There's a tie of... Well, there's... There's a tie between... All of them and each other, too, though, right? In so far as there is a tie between all humans and a tie between all Fae, they are the same sort of thing. They are acting all towards the same ethos of purpose, so they are united in that manner. It is a much lesser tie than the one to their creator. Right. I was just thinking... I couldn't do... It one by one, it would be have to, it would have to be something either autonomous or all at once. And I was thinking, what if there was some sort of magical, like a magical virus that affects the self in a specific way? We understand. just if we're getting a second chance i want this to go i want as many opportunities for this to go well as possible yes and warding the first wave before it is ever even summoned would certainly do much for that game <sighs> yeah and there's 
someone else I need to. Too many plans, I need to think more. Um Ah uh, I'm sorry, I'm keeping us I'm keeping us up. Do you you guys wanna get going? Go talk to Qualia? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Actually, I just had one small question. Um, have, have we done this before? We do not know. How did the code that we needed to decipher to leave and learn about Adel get into that particular monster in the first place? It was, um, device that was given to me by someone I never figured out. And there's a lot of things that we do know that I don't know how that information got there. The puzzle box and how the speaker knew the code are mysteries to us as well. And they are mysteries to us along every world line we have ever seen. No version of us has ever known the answer to that, at least so far as we are aware. It may be that we learn the answer to that after on a successful world line, but we cannot see, we have never seen beyond the 21st of December, and we do not have the ability to see outside of the world lines something were to step outside of the flow of time, we would be blind to it. I'm just... Maybe it just takes a few times. Maybe it just takes us a couple of cycles. Maybe... First time, we don't win at all. The second time, we sort of win through brute force. And the third time, we have the information from the previous two times, and now we know what to do. Maybe there's a fourth. I don't know. I'm just—it it bothered me, and I had to say something. It's a very old mystery. We have seen complete world lines ever since Adel's departure. We have puzzled over these points the entire time and found no answer. If you do come across it, we would love to know. Well, if we figure that one out, you will be high up on the chain. We appreciate it. Right, well, let's go get the consciousness stopping thing sorted out. Time to go turn this mint into the essence of freshness. We would recommend that you do not overtax yourselves. You should find a place to rest and recuperate before approaching spring. Yeah, we'll probably rest between sessions. <laughs> um, God, we just put that wall back. <laughs> that's, that's a fair, fair point, though. I am sort of tireless in this body, but you two have been running full blast for Yeah, I kind of have to, otherwise I will go insane with grief. I'll nap when we save the world. No, 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 no. I want to nap. We are going to go to fall, 
We're gonna ask Qualia for some help, and then we're going to take a break. Get you some orange slices and a cookie. Grant Harrison, we have exchanged very few words between us, but we will assert right now that if you do not take proper care of yourself, you will die and you will fail permanently. And so we will force the issue. We will find a way to force you into a state of rest if you do not do it for yourself. Fine. I will take a nap. Again. I took one. That was... How many days ago? You're right, I do need to sleep. God damn. I was going to say. Do you think they have pumpkin spice in the fall court? It's the fall court. Of course they do. Everything that's fall pumpkin spice. They have pumpkin spice all year round. The pumpkins grow already spiced. It's not... Whatever. <laughs> Go off with the three of you. If you would like to sleep here, you may, or you could find somewhere else. But find somewhere nonetheless. Alright, thank you for your help. Again, again. And always. Thank you. I promise I will go to sleep at some point during the next the time moves funny in the Feywilds. I'll find a way I'll find some time to sleep. If you don't go to sleep, I'll put you to sleep. That's a very weird threat for someone who says that he's already going to go to sleep. That's just me moving on. I grab the two of them and fucking pull us to the fall court. Yep. And we don't need to play out the whole thing unless there's something specific you all want to address. Not really. We I'm had good. that whole emotional moment earlier. Yeah. The Harrisons can go talk to Qualia while Steiner spends a little bit more time with his son. You can express that you need the pure essence of wakefulness so that Steiner doesn't fucking drop dead as soon as you step foot in the spring court and Qualia extracts it and forms it into ore and Morton beats it into a band that can be set around one of Steiner's wrists and Steiner you don't feel like caffeinated, you're not jittery, but you are wide a fucking wake. Feels pretty nice. Mike, just keep this for a while. This is nice. And I don't need to sleep, but still this is interesting. And then where are the Harrisons going to get a meal and bed down. There's gotta be a fucking inn or something somewhere in the fall court. Or at least like, I don't know, maybe there's like a, another settlement somewhere in the fall court that we could go to. See, I was thinking winter court because their beds would probably be very warm. 
Oh yeah, you know what? We could just go to the Winter Court. They've probably got places to sleep. Especially for, you know, us. Yeah. So we just, like, tell Steiner we're gonna come back for him once we're... once we get some rest? Yeah. Uh, if they don't need Gregory here, I guess Gregory could come with us too. Just... I thought the whole idea was that Gregory wanted to keep busy. Yeah, but they can just, like... He's gonna have to pop over there at some point for maintenance. Might as well get an introduction going. Yeah, also he wants to meet the court scientists. Oh, yeah. He's had plenty of correspondences with them through the little wormhole in the lab, but he's never actually, like, shook their hands and exchanged names properly. That's a thought. So, yeah, you can take Gregory with you. The two of you humans, what need sleep and food, can definitely find, like, cots in the refugee camp that you can sleep in. Even though they are, like, you know, emergency sleeping apparatuses, they are still soft and warm enough that winter's chill does not make it an unpleasant sleeping experience. And as you are bedding down, you can get served some nice hot soup and nice hot drinks. I'll go down and honestly make you want to take a nap anyways. I'm so excited for soup weather. <laughs> it's not pumpkin spice, but I'll take it. <laughs> so as the Harrisons fill their bellies and get some shut-eye and Steiner and his son settle into the laboratory to finally meet some longtime friends and keep themselves busy with some stimulating work. We close out the session. Emotions were had. Emotions were had. So, let's get the end of session stuff done real quick. We have not yet solved the current mystery. Nah, world's still ending. It's a little bit difficult to say if anybody was saved from certain death or worse, because we don't apply that to the hunters. So, Grant not getting his entire body annihilated counts. A Schrodinger's cat thing where... Gregory may or may not have been alive. Yeah, but you didn't contribute to that. Fair enough. Did we learn anything new or important about either the world or the hunters? We learned. When Ryan likes us inexplicably. <laughs> I was going to say we learned that Tara is not a heinous bitch. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah. She just doesn't like Grant. Inexplicably, she does not like Grant. Why wouldn't she like me? Hmm, it's not like you personally offended her multiple times or anything. She'd probably like Steiner. Steiner's a very polite man. Actually, they'd probably bond over just dunking on Grant for a while. (laughs) I think I'm going to call that a no, so I think I'm going to call it 
a no experience for that one today. We did learn something about the King of Fall and Damaral's relationship. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. And That's what? not new. That's not new. That got censored in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Look, y'all don't even know, okay? Like, real talk, it's probably not going to come up at this point, but Damrol is, like, one of the oldest fae still alive at this point. He and Ronfell were kids together. Oh, I look friend trope. I'm glad they're such good friends. Just guys <laughs> being pals. <laughs> What's better than this? Just guys being dudes. Alright. So, good session, everybody. We got through two courts this time. One more to go. Also got more plans formed. Yep, more irons in the fire. Roxanne is never going to stop being busy at this rate. I will never stop being busy. I need to fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's basically a slave. Gotta fix it. Also, yeah, Grant is kind of in a real shit position for the rest of the time that his soul is going to exist. We'll just have to get Grant a new soul, it's fine. An extensive <laughs> amount of fucking around has yielded an extensive amount of finding out. I think Steiner and Serira would get along. I think it'd be a little rocky at first because Steiner's one of Grant's friends, but as they talk and just like bond well, over just dunking over gr on here, Grant. Here's the saddest thing. Steiner is Grant's best friend. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, Here's the thing though, Ape, is Steiner is in real good with Wenrein. And uh, Tarira yeah. would fucking smell that on you. That's a fair point. You smell like sugar plums. And <laughs> so next time next time next time we will handle the spring court and all of that horseshit and then get to work on Sultan's of Swain well fi fixing Grant for one thing but oh, yeah. also the Sultans. Yes. Grant got his groove back next mm -hmm. time. Maybe. We'll see. You know what's fucked up? Hmm? They added a character named Chloe to the Fairly Odd Parents in season 10. Also, there are 10 seasons of Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> Christ. Okay. I think that's a good enough place to dip out here. Good night, <laughs> good night everybody. Folks at home. Good I night. hope you enjoyed this, despite everything. <laughs>